back to the Homestead Connection podcast. Today it's Kylie, Brenna, Steph, and Molly, and we're here to continue our mini series on self sufficiency and self sustainability. We hope you had a really wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. I know that we did, but we're really looking forward to getting back into our normal schedule of uploading on Mondays and Wednesdays. Today we're continuing our mini series by talking about hygiene. And just a fair warning, gentlemen, if you're listening, there's a chance that we might get a little bit personal when it comes to the hygiene conversation. So we just wanted to give you a heads up. So you think about hygiene, you think either personal hygiene or there's like the hygiene like in and around your house and like your space, right? So there's two different types here. So, you know, for me, for like personal hygiene, some of like the most important things that we try to keep extra of on hand and around our houses, you know, toothbrushes, toothpaste, like anytime I go to the dentist and I get those little toothpaste, they just go into a little container. Like I just have them. If I need them, I have them, you know, they're there. So like, those are two really easy things that I always have on hand. Dental floss and the floss picks, they all just come after an appointment and I just save them, you know, either someone's coming over and they forgot their toothbrush or, you know, we go on vacation. I don't want to, you know, pack our good ones, bring those with, you know, so just those easy things um, are nice to have on hand or like say you get takeout and they come with like those little wet wipes. I know people who will store those little wet wipes so they have them in their car or wherever, you know, just to have them on hand. So like those are just a couple of quick hacks that I, you know, can think of off the top of my head for like space and personal hygiene. I don't know if anybody else has any like quick hacks yeah. before we really dive into the deep stuff about it. So I do a lot of the same stuff where it's like, I don't throw a lot of stuff away. I just kind of let it accumulate. And then I know where it's at if we need to grab it or like you're saying, if we need it for traveling. So there's like an everyday practicality perspective when it comes to keeping and organizing those things and not letting them go to waste. But then when you think of things, you know, in talking in the context of like prepping or being prepared or whatever, it's nice just to know that you have those things for like grab and go if you were to need them, um, you know, for like a short time away or if you had to spend a couple of nights in a hotel or at a friend's house or. You know. I was laughing because I was like, when is it hoar- when is it prepping and then when is it hoarding? <laughs> it's a very fun way. <laughs> it's hoarding when you take all the little jams yeah. and jellies off the table at the restaurant and you bring those home. That's hoarding, right. not prepping. <laughs> Not but you could <laughs> if you don't have a lot and you want like single use and nice look. to me it is hoarding when you can no longer organize and it is prepping when you can organize oh. and make it systemic in some way shape or form like you can take the jellies but make sure they're going in some sort of container yeah, <laughs> yeah no for sure <laughs> Um, so for me, you know, I, so I, I, I did carry a diaper bag like a thousand years ago. My kids are older now. Um, but what my, my grandmother-in-law always did is she always had wet wipes in her cars, just a bag of wet wipes in her car stuck in the back seat. And I thought that that was the most amazing thing in the whole world because you always need a wet wipe. It doesn't matter. Even if you're way past diaper changing era, you know, they can do so much yeah. and they're, they're, you know, they're so versatile for so many things. Yes. So in all of our cars I have, uh, and I actually have, I've actually prepped, I have a whole thing that I just got for real cheap 
from Costco on the uh, on during a sale, and I just have it downstairs because there's always times where you need a wet wipe. So I actually kind of this year yeah. I added I, wet wipes into my hunting oh, pack oh my because you know mm-hmm. after you're gutting a deer or you get into like a sticky situation or you have to go to the bathroom in the woods or whatever it is. Like there's so many times yeah. when people were like, "What do I clean my hands with?" Like, "Oh, deer hunting this year," and I was like, "I got you, mom's here." <laughs> yeah i know that we're all pretty like quote unquote chemical conscious generally speaking have you guys heard of the water wipes or ever yes they changed their uh, consistency this last year did they Um, yeah i noticed i don't like them anymore i don't stock (laughs) no but i they're still practical like i like having those in my car because I um, even like to throw one at the kid. Well, not throw one at the kids. That sounds aggressive. But, you know, like when you're driving, you need to like toss one back to your kids or whatever. You know, those are nice to have. Or even just to like wipe down the dash of the car. I like having them, you know, available mm-hmm. for stuff like that. Yeah, I'm kind of weird about chemicals. Like I, there's times where I'm chemical conscience, like conscious, like almost to the nth degree. But then there's other times where I'm like, I just need to, I, you know, this is a mess. And I don't care what's on this wipe. It can be Clorox, yeah. as you guys know. Actually, you can still see it. It's an empty bottle, but I have a Clorox <laughs> can, and the, and the girls tease me about it all the time, sitting behind me. Um, I'm sorry, I've got two yeah. dogs. I keep I rehab chickens and ducks up here in my office all the time. So sometimes I just need a little bleach. <laughs> so it's happening, you know. Yeah, I hear you. I hear so you. I'm not going to eat it though. <laughs> so kind of switching gears from just like everyday practicality, like keeping those things on hands for like everyday use or, you know, if you need them for grab and go or whatever, let's switch gears into more of like being prepared slash prepping context. And what are things that we want to have on hand or have on hand, or we find multi-purpose use out of? You're talking about from a sanitary perspective, from like, um, like how are you going to go potty? Yeah, I mean, like Molly said earlier, We've got personal hygiene, and then there's also, like, the hygiene and cleanliness of your home, like, where you're living. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Let me hear what you have to say. So, Do we want to focus on personal hygiene first? Yeah, let's let's start with personally. It's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, for example, in terms of, like, personal hygiene, we use on a regular basis that I know that I want to have on hand at all times is bar soap. Mm-hmm. And then Castile soap, because both of those things can be used in multiple, multiple ways. And actually, even the Castile soap, that crosses over for me into, like, mm-hmm. home cleaning, too. And then the third thing I was going to say, but it's not for personal hygiene, it was bleach. <laughs> Don't use bleach on your body. <laughs> so, like, the two main things for, like, personal hygiene that I would, like, always want to have on hand would be the Castile soap and bar soap. Because... If you, for my family, if we really had to condense it down in a way that was like, you know, prepping, emergency use situation, I can use those for multiple, like multiple ways for many, many days. And in a very, like, there can be condensed down to a very, like, small, Mm -hmm. small space. Do you use the barred Castile soap and the liquid Castile soap, or do you use a different bar soap? 
I like different bar soap, but, uh, but I've used the Castile soap. I'm trying to think of the stuff we have right now. I'm not going to remember the name off the top of my head um, that we have that's commercial, but we pretty much only use handmade bar soap. So I typically make a lot of the bar soap that we use, or I buy it from people that we know. So like if I'm not in a season where I'm making bar soap or like I'll make bar soap maybe tw once or twice a year and then just have it in bulk for like the whole year or like I don't have any on hand so like I bought some from 320 hand or 316 handmade and we'll use those bars for a while and stuff otherwise um if I have to buy it commercial there's like a couple of ones that I've used and yeah I've used I've used the Castile bar soap before, but I don't always have it on hand. I typically keep the liquid Castile soap on hand. So the two things that I would, three things I would add to that is um, baking soda, hydrogen peroxide, and vinegar. Mm. Because you can brush your teeth with baking yep. soda. You can clean with baking soda. Baking soda, you need to prep all the time. You, when you put it in Mylar bags, it will store indefinitely. You're... Baking soda, if you put it in a Mylar bag and you bury it, and we all get wiped out Futurama style, and multiple, multiple generations get wiped out Futurama style, that thing of, it's it's going to be like when they found the honey in the Egyptians, you know, tombs. You're It's going to stay. So baking yeah. soda, baking soda, you can brush your teeth with it. You can clean your counters with it. You can, you can do so, you can cook with it. You can do so many things with baking soda. Same thing with vinegar. Vinegar is good for your body. It's good for your environment. You can clean and you can sanitize both your body and your, in your environment with baking soda. Same thing with uh, hydrogen peroxide. You can, you can wash your hair with vinegar and baking yeah. soda too. Yeah. Yeah. So I would, I would add to, I mean, I think Castile soap is brilliant. I think bar soap, bar soap is brilliant because you can travel with it. Um, you know, you don't always, it's kind mm -hmm. of hard to like pack all of the liquids with you, but if you stick a bar, I mean, I've been camping, I've been hunting and a bar soap goes in one pocket and a mm -hmm. smushed roll of toilet paper goes in another pocket and you're pretty much set as long as you've got some bottled water with you. So, or a pond or something around you. So there's, yeah. there's definitely a point even, I mean, when I was a kid and we went hunting, it was, uh, Irish spring. I mean, it was like, you know, like chemical laden, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I have some Irish Spring in our like quote unquote stash. Yeah. Um, I love that stuff. It's very nostalgic for me. Even like the two different colors of green. I don't know if they still make it that way or not, but the two different colors of green bring me back. <laughs> yeah, I like what you're saying, Brenna, about like the baking soda and the vinegar and this and that. And like, I vinegar is like huge. But when I'm thinking about like oh, like quote unquote yeah. prepper style. And I really have to narrow it down so I'm not taking vinegar and baking soda and this and that and whatever. Not right. that there's not anything wrong with those things. That's where I'm like, okay, bar soap, Castile soap yep. bases have been. But I think that that's a brilliant covered. point. There's layers to prepping. Like, are you going to be on the move? Do you need to be able to be mm -hmm. on the move? Or are you going to be at your house? And, you know, and I think that you, it's both. It's not one or the other. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of like back to when you ingredient cook, you can ingredient clean. Um, yep. we used to create, we used to clean completely with ammonia. You don't really see ammonia anymore, but my mom never used bleach. She always used ammonia. Mm -hmm. Um, and she always told me you don't mix the two because then I think you create like chlorine gas or something crazy. Mm -hmm. So never mix bleach and ammonia. <laughs> yeah. um, so she was very clear with that, but we, she was more of an ammonia person than she was a, a bleach person. Um, and so I think it's kind of like ingredient cooking. Yeah. 
That's a very good point. I really like that analogy that you brought up. Ingredient cooking, ingredient cleaning, and like you said, on the go versus like at home. Like if you're at home and there's something going on, you don't have this, that, or the other thing, but you have those few things on hand, then your bases really are truly covered basically no matter what. You can make laundry detergent. You know what I mean? What, what I think you need like one more, what is it, mm-hmm. borax or whatever. There's one mm-hmm. other thing you need for laundry detergent. I've not yet made my own laundry detergent. I will get there. You can do yeah. it without borax. But, I mean, it's so yeah. easy. Yeah. Baking soda or washing soda. washing soda. That's what I'm thinking Maybe what of. you're thinking yeah. of. Is washing soda different than baking soda? I've used it. I've done it both ways or I've made it both ways. It's really just dependent on what I can actually find in the stores because sometimes things are like always available, I feel like. And then there's other times where I can't find anything like, um, like the felt soap, right? Is that what I'm thinking? Like I couldn't find Mm -hmm. the felt felt snap or whatever it it was. It's like I couldn't find that for the longest time. And then when we did find it, my mother-in-law called me from Menards and she's like, they have it. And we bought just a ton because it keeps for so long. Then now we've got it to make multiple, multiple batches. And actually, I need to do that here because I actually had to buy some laundry detergent and I felt so ridiculous because I have the stuff here to actually make it. I see. And I think that that's that's what's so amazing about it is – you know, you can buy things in bulk and then you can store it for long periods of time. And laundry and cleaning is really, really important. You know, being able to clean your clothes as well as your body is a part of hygiene. Um, and I was, so I just recently finished the stand, which is like a good 50 hours worth of listening. If you're listening, you know, depends on your, mm-hmm. your reading level, if you're going to speed read it or not. But uh, one mm-hmm. of the things that they were doing in there is that there was no electricity. So the girl was trying to wash her clothes. And so she was doing it the old fashioned way where you put your clothes in a bucket and then you like stomp on them and you're trying to clean yeah. them. And it's so funny. It was a really enjoyable book to read just because these people were really going through it in a very... Um, modern day kind of situation. It's written in the 90s, or it's written to have happened in the 90s. The book was originally written, I think, in the 70s, if I remember right. You know, it was really helpful for me, you know, to kind of like go, oh, you know, yeah, laundry detergent. I use the little pods because I'm I'm lazy, so I still use the pods. It's another place in the chemical warfare that I'm not, you know, completely into my soap nuts yet. I do both. I've got soap nuts, I got pods. It depends on what I'm cleaning. I don't like soap nuts. I just, I like the idea of them, but I just can't get on board with them. They don't get my clothes clean. They smell dirty. They mine. It's not even the smell. It's that they look dingy. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm with you. So if you add baking soda and vinegar to them, they seem to get a little uh-huh. bit better. But it's very much like what am I? Am I if I'm cleaning my kids' stuff, it's not going to work. If I'm cleaning my clothes, it seems like it'll be okay. I think it's just like the level of dirt. But yeah, I'm not in love with the soap nuts either. But yeah. experimenting while we've you know while you don't need this stuff is also I think really great. True. Figuring out what works. What do you like? What feels like a good fit for you? What's sustainable? What actually cleans your family's clothes or yes. things like that? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I got boys. <laughs> yeah. That's good to know because I've had soap nuts on my list to try. But with my husband husband being a mechanic, they are no. probably not. No. <laughs> so for those of you, my no. husband, for those of you so who we'll just skip all three of our heads started shaking at the same time once you yeah. said mechanic. We no. all started shaking. <laughs> 
Nate's not a mechanic, <laughs> but he's a handyman and he does so many mechanical things, whether it's, I mean, sometimes he does work part-time as a mechanic for his friend at his mechanic shop, but like, oh yeah, the soap nuts would never cut it. And to be completely honest, even sometimes the homemade <laughs> stuff just doesn't even cut it. And I have to pull out like Tide. the heavy duty Tide <laughs> and you know, whatever that's but yeah, nope. The soap nuts might work for like, yeah, I don't know. But you might like them. You might like them. You should try them anyways. They're not expensive. No, they're worth the experiment. Just the fact that you're throwing yeah. like this nut thing in with your your clothes is kind of like interesting just to, well, the way that it worked for me the best was actually putting it in the water and letting it soak and making a solution and then pouring in the solution. Yes. And otherwise mm-hmm. I just ended up with like a bunch of like walnuts in my wash and it didn't really do anything. Did it not come it with did. like a they little sachet for you put. to put them in? It broke. Yeah. The Same. zipper broke. It exploded. Oh. Like the whole thing was just. See, and mine stayed. Mine stayed in nice. the little bag, but I didn't feel like they did anything. So then I was keeping them in like a, I think it was like half gallon, like a half gallon jar, yep. I think. It wasn't a quart size. It must have been like half gallon. Fill, you know, shake it up. Once it got sudsy, I'd pour it in and stuff. Yep. And um, that was the only way I felt like it did enough. Like, did something but it never was enough Mm -hmm. like it was never like good enough yeah i added some essential oils to mine too to make them smell good because that was for me it was like it just smelled it smelled like you know like how when you wash your dog but you don't use soap or like your dog gets wet and Mm -hmm. you don't use soap like it like smells like dog like it was Mm -hmm. kind of like that but it smelled like dirty clothes so and it and like like kylie said it was just really yellow and kind of dingy so they didn't really work well for me i find adding baking soda and vinegar to it does help but then i feel kind of like mm-hmm. i'm making my washing machine it's like a science experiment you know <laughs> totally it's and I, well, I think another yeah. interesting point of this too is like if we're talking in prepping terms and you have young kids at home that are still in diapers you oh. you know if you're not gonna have diapers on hand right like if you're out of disposable diapers and you are you know you either have a stash of cloth diapers or you know you're using like flower sack dish towels or whatever to diaper your children that is a whole nother level that you need to think about for cleanliness because you know an easy Mm -hmm. thing to do to have on hand is a box of tide just the regular old orange box of tide is what cleans cloth diapers the best it works the best i've been using it for so long for diapers and i yeah i i just think that if you have kids so for a personal, you know, hygiene aspect, if you have young kids, I don't think it's a bad idea to have several cloth diapers or a pack of flour sack dish towels on hand just in case you need to do something. Because if you run out of diapers, what are you going to do, yeah. right? So you need to be able to take care so of your kids. Yeah. Yeah. And then and you're definitely in that season of life yeah. and with you like being used to the cloth diapers and cloth diapering is so much more popular now than it was even when like Nora was mm-hmm. born eight and a half years ago, nine years ago. And uh, so to be in that headspace and to bring up that point, I think is really valuable. Yeah. And yeah. It's, so it's not hard to do. Okay. It's definitely daunting when you start, but the you know, the least amount of chemical, like you're getting, yeah, the, the amount of chemicals you're exposing your children to being in disposable diapers compared to using a cloth diaper and Tide detergent is like insane. Like, I don't know if there's actually numbers put to it, but if, if they were uh, like, I'm sure everybody would be just blown away by what they saw. 
Yeah. No, yeah. And I think yeah. that that's such a great point because we get to be a little bit too crunchy and you miss the point and the mutual benefits of both mm-hmm. chemicals and then holistic, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of like, it's kind of like you use your, use antibiotics when you need them. The problem with antibiotics is when they're overprescribed, when they're overused, there is a good, there's good use for them. It's the same thing with chemicals. Buy a couple boxes of bleach or not bleach. I'm sorry. Tide, stick it in your, your prepping, you know, uh, stash and you don't have to use it. You don't have to use it. It's not going to go bad. Right. And if you do, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. I didn't even, I've, I've been out of the season of having babies for so long that I didn't even consider. And there's, that's a lot of poop. That's a lot mm-hmm. of poop. That's a lot of pee. And yeah, that's a lot of cleaning, you know? <laughs> yep. It's a lot to deal with. I mean, yeah. you know, wet wipes are so universal and we use them for so many things, which is great. But, you know, mm. what goes hand in hand with wet wipes with kids, right? You need diapers. So <laughs> I, yeah. was, I was thinking about what, what were, what would be my, yeah. you know, must have item for personal hygiene and, and, you know, besides what you guys have already said, I'm like, my kids, what do they need? Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. that's where that's where I fell to. You're talking about like oh, go ahead. Mine Well, I mean if no no, if no go, ahead, topic, go ahead. You, you can go. I was just gonna say what mine were. Okay. So a lo- kind of along the lines of the cloth diapers, um, pretty sure all of us are still in the stage of menstrual cycles mm-hmm. so what are you going to do for uh that time of the month because are you going to stock up on pads and tampons or are you going to do reusable pads or a menstrual cup or a disc or that's like what, so smart what is your plan oh, what are man. you going to do mm-hmm. <laughs> or the period Girl. underwear since that's like the new thing that's out um but yeah, and then also kind of because you could do this really with laundry, with cloth diapers, with just showering, period, laundry, whatever it is. Um, yes. A pump up sprayer. Oh, yeah. And place pump them up like a shower. Or <laughs> doing lotion. Or what, that's what we have down at camp currently is a like a two gallon pump up sprayer. It works great for rinsing out. Um, mm mm-hmm deer carcasses so, let me clarify the pump up sprayer you're talking about like essentially like what you would use to spray weeds in your yard That's like you fill picturing. up pump it up spray it with yep. your weeds essentially yeah okay yep. okay i just want to make sure i was picturing the right thing see i use a gravity a gravity shower yep. so it's just like the bag that you fill with the water and it like yeah <laughs> we looked at those but I just didn't feel like they were constructed well enough to last um, for multiple uses because you have all of that weight on like a single handle um, and you're dependent on gravity. Yeah, so you have yeah. to have somewhere to hang that up where with the pump up sprayer, you are creating the pressure when you're pumping it and then you can either remove the original nozzle that's on there and do a conversion over to like a sure. hose sprayer that you would use in your garden or um where did we get it? harbor freight i don't know if that's across <laughs> the nation or whatever but <laughs> harbor freight is where we got ours um and it's a two gallon one it's green i don't know uh, but it has a very long hole hose um and it it works great so you just pump it up and then you can spray yourself down with it coming out of the the lake spray yourself down off the beach get the sand off of you you're gutting a deer spray the blood off i mean 
take a shower, squirt some poop off of a diaper. Right, right. You know, I have whatever. one of those and I never even thought about it. Here I'm thinking, I'm like, does somebody hold it and like hose you off or do you? Because like, you know, yeah, you can just do it yourself. No. Mm-hmm. That's so smart. I've never heard yeah. of anybody having that for that particular or, reason. Like I've seen yeah. it used for other things, but for personal mm-hmm. like hygiene or dishes or, you know, cleaning your game or whatever. Yeah. That is a smart, smart, smart idea. Yeah. Going going back to your whole cycle yeah. conversation, you know, kind of like piggybacking off of what Molly was saying. And if you go back to like the 1800s, you know, I mean, so, so, I mean, you know, tampons, it's the dirty T word, right? Tampons are, um, they're a fairly new (laughs) invention. People did not used to do something like that. It would not have been safe. Mm -hmm. It would not have been, you know, it was not, it was just something that was not done by ladylike people. You know, I mean, just didn't do it. Um, So what they used to do is they used to pin inside their skirts pieces of sackcloth. And so, or it was like a little bit of wool in on it. So to me, it's kind of similar to what Molly was saying about the diapers is I would actually probably keep a couple of, you know, unbleached sackcloths, like, and, you know, clean it and fold it up and just keep them just in case. Cause you can wash them much the same way that you wash a dirty mm-hmm. diaper, you know, same thing with the tie. Well, the tie on hand. <laughs> and yeah. And even better than that, honestly, so the four of us gals have a friend and acquaintance named Lisa Walsh, and she um, makes reusable period pads. It's like she has a whole business Mm -hmm. and quite a successful business around Mm -hmm. creating reusable period pads. And um, I think she only sells on Facebook. She might be on Etsy, but her Facebook group is called Dearly Entwined Cloth. And she has so Mm -hmm. much, so many beautiful um, personal hygiene products made out of really high quality natural fibers. Um, And so even better than having like not that it's bad to have like towels and cloths and this and that and stuff like that around, but to even like have those on hand, yeah. you know, actual like that's designed for yeah. that even better. So I'll tag Lisa's Facebook mm-hmm. group. And if she has an Etsy page, I'll tag that too. She doesn't know, but um, we love her so much and she's just really talented. Yeah. I have not bought those yet, but I'd be curious to, um, you know, I keep waiting for mine to stop. I'm in my forties and that's like one of the benefits of getting old is like, you don't have to worry about these things anymore. <laughs> But I'm not quite there yet. And so, um, yeah, that would be really, really cool because I'm not interested in all of the disposable stuff anymore. And I'm sorry, TMI, but those cups are like a murder scene. I don't care what anybody says. It's not okay. <laughs> Girl, you're using them wrong then. No, it's just my body, I think. Oh. <laughs> I switched over, and I don't mind sharing. I know some people might just die to share it on the internet, but I, I don't mind that. I switched over to a cup after I had Eliza or right before I had Eliza. So I've been using one for six years now and I will never go back mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever go back. I don't, I love them until I have to change them. The changing the... of them is the problem. If they just stay there forever, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I've used the disc for the yes. last. I used that slipper too. Oh, I'll send I don't mine. Know. Three or four years. Um, and the reason I went with the disc is because I had an IUD and everyone tells you do not use the cup Mm -hmm. with the IUD because of the suction. Right. So I went with the disc. I went with a reusable one. Um, 
but now that that's been removed, I purchased a cup and I mm. just haven't used it yet. Yeah. I was like a diehard cup user for mm, six, seven years too, a long time. And then after I had my oldest, it w- became extremely painful for me. Like it was not, yeah. I couldn't mm-hmm. do it. And so then I just didn't. <clears throat> And then just recently after, I mean, a long time of being scared to use something again, um, I tried a disc for the first time (laughs) and it was a disposable disc because I was like, that was the only thing I could find at the store near me. And it was life changing. So good. I was like, thank goodness. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it was good. I don't know. I just don't. I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe because I'm at home now, it wouldn't matter so much. But trying to change that sucker while I'm at work and my slacks and my out, you know, like, I just, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, I can understand that. Icky, icky, icky. Like if it's my own house, that's fine. But yeah, but I, I, I have since I started using, you know, a cup or whatever. And post having kids, it's even easier now. But I always would put like a little thing of um, wipes with me, and it just would make things so much easier. You know, like then you're not like walking out to like the sink, and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, is someone else in here? Yeah. You just have little wet wipes yeah. with you, and just clean up, and you're good to go, which is really nice. Yeah. So there's another tip for you. You know. Yeah. Totally yeah. side note here. But any women woman that needs, you know, <laughs> more confidence to try something, just throw some wet wipes with you. It makes it easy. No, what absolutely wet wipes are a must have. They're right up there with baking soda for me. And for, <laughs> for you know, for I know it's not necessarily like a comfortable topic, but it's something every woman does. And for those gentlemen that may be listening to us, I don't know that there's many of them, but if there are gentlemen, who- we actually do have a pretty <laughs> decent amount of men. I think we have a 14 percent listenership of men. Oh, well, that's awesome. Hello. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hello to the men. <laughs> Um, so one of the, like we were talking about, oh, what are our go-to things? What are the things we absolutely must have that we use all the time? We haven't talked a whole lot about vinegar. I feel like vinegar is really having a moment. I know our grandparents used vinegar all the time. My mom never used vinegar and I've been using it for like a year. Like I've, it's been replacing things in my home for like a year and vinegar has been replacing more and more and more things. But when it comes to like home cleanliness and like home hygiene or another really practical thing, it's like vinegar. You mm-hmm. can use it for everything. We talked about washing your hair and then, you know, use, and, oh, go ahead. I actually use a lot of apple cider vinegar, especially for like personal hygiene. Um, I use apple cider vinegar as like a rinse for my hair mm-hmm. and it works super, super well. And then I also have a spray bottle in my shower. Um, and I will actually spray down like my body and like use that as like a semi soap every once in a while, like every, you know, few showers. And it is nice. You definitely smell like vinegar, right? But I, I love the smell of vinegar, so it doesn't bother me at all. Um, but I use vinegar all the time. And then, you know, like I also have that bentonite clay and I'll use apple cider vinegar and the bentonite clay to like do like detoxes and masks of certain things. Like it is so nice, but I also use vinegar a lot. And so I just know a lot of people talk about white vinegar for things, but apple cider vinegar has great properties and, you know, qualities to use in your house as well. I think we could do an entire podcast on vinegar. We could do, we could do an entire Mm -hmm. podcast on vinegar and it does work really well for your armpits. That is, that is extremely, that's how I started the yeah. whole bentonite clay apple tanner vinegar thing was for my armpits yeah, yeah. same mm-hmm. yeah Before it's um, natural deodorant yep the neat thing uh, about really quick, side note, 
our we our <laughs> male listenership is actually eighteen percent. Wow. What? Yes. Oh, Isn't maybe that we need to shorten the period talk a little bit then. <laughs> <laughs> nah. We can fast forward. It's okay. <laughs> it's a fact of life, right? Put a time yes. stamp. Uh, the neat thing about apple cider vinegar is you can make your own, mm-hmm. right? You take all of those like mm-hmm. apple pieces, apples that are too, not rotten, but apples that are too mushy that you don't necessarily want to eat, apple windfall apples, you know, apples that your kids take a bite out of and then throw away, apple scraps, apple cores, and you can make your own apple cider vinegar. So to me, it's less limiting than white vinegar, which I've not yet figured out how to make. I mean, I know it's made out of grapes, but I don't, I haven't tried that yet but apple cider vinegar is really attainable from like a, a self you know you can create it yourself kind of thing so I, to me acv is is a is so multifunctional and multi-use that it's um, white vinegar is really made out of another grapes. Must-have. white grapes i was gonna say the same yeah, thing white grapes yeah really well you know if you keep where did you find that i don't know <laughs> Everybody knew that. There's a picture of grapes on the. No. <laughs> I had no Yes. There is yeah. grapes on there. I'm just picturing the logo on my head. Yes. Come on, guys. I'm full of useless information. <laughs> have you not figured that out yet? I have been. So, side note, I have been for like the last two or three months trying to figure out yes. how to make white grapes. vinegar and i could not I am find it you have to make wine first you right. make wine first and then wine goes sour and it makes vinegar is that why Same they call it wine vinegar in the bible really? red wine vinegar yeah yes, holy yeah. full circle <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> Have wow. you ever like left a bottle? I mean, not myself personally, because I don't, I always finish a bottle of wine. But if you happen to open a bottle of wine and leave it for a while, it'll turn into vinegar. <laughs> well, I have a ton of wine right. I'm never going to drink, so I might start making myself some vinegar. There you go. <laughs> so with it. I cook with wine all the time. You know, talking about vinegar and how you can make your own apple cider vinegar, let's just put this into another perspective on prepping. Maybe the best thing that you can have on your homestead is apple trees. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the root. Yeah. Right? Any like, kind of fruit you can make apple cider vinegar at home because you have your apples. Like if we want to talk about prepping, let's mm-hmm. start with prepping like outside. Something that's going to give you year after year, right? Like you don't have to store in your house. Like let's put it outside. That's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. Or know where your apples are in your area like i've already scoped out apple trees that nobody picks nobody you know people don't do this anymore and so they hang over the fence and they're heavy and believe it or not if you have crab apples like so mm-hmm. in colorado people put crab apples ornamentally in the parking lots and all this stuff you can pick those crab apples and the salt good salt goodness the sugar content in them is so high it makes good acv mm. and so i will run around like a loony bin with my my basket during the season and pick all of the crab apples and make acv that's out. cool make sure they're not sprayed you know yeah or wash them so yeah i think vinegar is oftentimes <laughs> overlooked it has so many uses in the home i don't clean with i mean i i joke around about my wipes here but again i rehab animals in my office and so just sometimes you need something a little bit stronger but i put um in a half gallon mason jar i put old um orange peels and cinnamon sticks and some anise and then i cover it with uh with vinegar and let it sit for a couple Mm -hmm. of weeks and or a couple months and that's my that's my cleaning solution i use it all throughout the house 
and it makes me feel a lot better because I'm always worried about inadvertently poisoning somebody. <laughs> so it makes I me- like the idea yeah. of doing all the citrus and stuff in it. I know there's like benefits to it, but I just am not like rarely that organized, like rarely that organized. So a lot of times I just end up using vinegar and water, like vinegar and water spray mm-hmm. around my my house. I use it in my kitchen, on my counters, on my table. I use it um, in the bathroom for, I clean my entire bathroom with vinegar water, just like the entire mm-hmm. bathroom with vinegar water. Um, and then I put baking soda in the toilet bowl. And that's legitimately just how I end up cleaning. So I go through quite a bit of vinegar, but I'm replacing it more and more. Before we started recording, Steph and I were talking about, oh, like I was like, oh, bleach is like something that I always want to have on hand. And I don't often use it, but I still like to have it on hand just to know that I have it. But ever since basically vinegar water has replaced everything I used bleach for mostly. It's pretty much replaced every single cleaning item that I ever had. Um, but even as well for Windex, mm-hmm. even Windex, like do you spray your windows with yes. it? Like I spray my windows yep. and my mirrors with it and there's yep. no yep. problem. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which streaks are always a thing for me. I mean, I think there's a place for bleach. Like we kind of went through on our water episode, we went through how you can actually like, you know, make your, believe it or not, make your water safe with the right amount of bleach. <laughs> and so it's, um, it's you know, <laughs> I think it's another good it? thing to have. You know? no, totally. Right. Well, I mean, depends. Dehydration versus, you know what I mean? Dysentery. You know, it's kind of like Oregon Trail. Who used to that? So, yes. um, but yeah, back when, you know, so it's when we first were talking about the episode and I was like, you're what, what our must haves were. That's when I was like bar soap, castile soap, bleach or bar soap, castile soap, vinegar, I guess I would say. At first I vinegar. said bleach, but like when I actually think through the functions of the products in my house, it's vinegar over bleach. Mm-hmm. Right. But you'd almost want to do and bleach because you need that like SHTP kind of thing or no, S H T F. It's not a P. <laughs> Whatever the P is, it's even worse than the yeah, F. Not so, along. <laughs> so it's um. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I've never bought bleach. Ever? I Man, bought bleach. I bought bleach one time because I wanted to bleach some shirts. So otherwise, I've never had bleach in our house. <laughs> Wild. Oh man, bleach was like my most. And I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to try your. Uh, like scent your own vinegar because my husband hates the smell of vinegar. Yeah. It's really easy. It doesn't bother me. And I mean like around this time of year, you know, people will put like pine needles in there and then it just smells like Christmassy, you know, like there's lots of different ways that you can scent it for different seasons. Yeah. Cedar. You have cedar trees. Put your cedar in there. You know, because the pine, so I've got yeah. a big pine tree outside and I tried to put that in and it soaked for a long time. And I don't think I have it sitting up here. I don't. But it was, it like really colored the vinegar, but it mm. did not make it smell. Mm. The orange and the cinnamon and the and the anise did. But, um, but I think that the cedar really would. At least, I don't know, maybe I got the wrong, I don't know. Christmas trees are all Christmas trees to me. I guess there's different <laughs> oh, kinds. There's different but, kinds. Oh, there's a hierarchy of Christmas tree yeah. and at the top <laughs> is the furs. Okay. The fur. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take a picture of the tree I have outside. It's gigantic. It's huge. It's massive. It looks just like the Christmas trees I used to buy, but it's um 
the you can't put your arms around the the I want to say stalk. That's not the right word. Trunk. The, stalk. <laughs> the trunk. The stalk. The, the, the Christmas stalk. So the Christmas stalk. That's right. Time out for a second. We're dirty people, man. People are dirty. Like you got to think about. It. You've got you got your teeth. You know what I mean? You've got you got where you mm-hmm. take food in. You have where you expel waste out. You have like all of the places that waste go is like yeah. People are dirty. Humans are dirty yeah. animals. Mm-hmm. You know we take a lot of clean. So I have a question. Let's just say everything like goes down. Would you just uh, use the restroom outside? Would you? Like, do you have well, a bathroom for that? My husband field sanitation certified. <laughs> Sorry. We do too. But, like, if I wasn't at home, I mean, not that I'm going to carry say, like, what's a five your gallon plan, around, Steph? But. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we currently have uh, at Deer Camp is a five gallon bucket with a toilet mm-hmm. seat lid that goes on there um and we put a few drops of dish soap in there a little bit of water and then when you go to the bathroom it doesn't stink because you have the dish soap in there Interesting. um but once you poop you go and dump it yeah that's <laughs> probably the respectable way to go about but, it yeah i mean i haven't given it much thought personally because every time i do think about it a little bit i always end at well we have a septic so as long as i can put water in the tank mm-hmm. then you're fine essentially yeah so i don't consider it too right. much and it's like well yeah if we're out and about then of course it's just like go in the woods i mean i grew up hiking and camping and doing all that kind of stuff where it's like yep you go into the woods and uh see you when you're back kind of a thing um mm-hmm. i mean for the yeah. girls my little ones i want we i actually have always carried this in the car with me is like a little portable potty like a little like training potty or whatever it folds up super tiny training. and it just mm-hmm. sits in a little bag in the back of my car and we pop that out there's no container or anything that you go in it's just like basically a little stool for them to sit on and it goes like in the grass okay um but they make them in different sizes so like i have the tiny one for tiny booties but like there's like adult sized ones too that have like a larger weight capacity you can always have something like that if you <laughs> felt like you needed to have something that like felt more normal to you but still utilized for like outside going mm-hmm. for bigger yeah, booties for bigger booties <laughs> yeah i would like to I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't be that hard, but I would like to have a backup, like composting yes. toilet. Like one of the Cinderella system. incinerating toilets or whatever. Yeah. Not necessarily. I mean, yes, but then again, you still have to depend on having propane mm-hmm. for that to work. Whereas, yes, I have septic too, but I have to depend on having water yeah. to be able to flush my toilet. If I had a composting toilet set up as a backup, I could just throw in like pine shavings or whatever. I guess I don't understand composting toilets that well, because to me, a composting toilet is essentially an outhouse. I mean, essentially, that's what it is, is an outhouse, Mm -hmm. right? Otherwise, because it has to be very deep. 
Yeah. Otherwise, you're constantly having to move the. No, it's like a. How fast is the compost? No, educate so, me. Like literally, it could just be a five-gallon bucket. You go in it, and you can put wood ash. You could put wood shavings. You could put whatever you want, like in there to like cover it. And it starts to decompose. Yeah, but how often are you having to clean that out? I guess it doesn't matter because you need to keep the area clean and it needs to be efficient anyway. So even if it's every couple of days. But yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, the microorganisms, it would certainly break down really quickly. But it's definitely not a permanent option. But it'd be yeah. a decent temporary option. Why would it not be? <laughs> Depends on your lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Depends on what you eat. Oh, that's true. Um, but I mean, like, yeah. So when we're talking about like how to handle waste, what what length of time are we talking about? I don't know. Because to me, <laughs> for me, to me, well, it's basically this whole series for me when I'm thinking about like prepping preparedness. It's always, in my opinion, for me, my angle is always in the event of a natural disaster, like a realistic okay. time frame that my family is going to have to have an alternative lifestyle, alternative resources on hand. So what, two days, three days, five days, seven days. It's we a finite talk. amount of time. Yeah, so there's books out there. Uh, so my husband's field sanitation certified. He had to do it in the military. So we carry e-tools, which mm -hmm. is like a fancy shovel, not uh -huh. so fancy, but it folds up. Um, and so he knows like how to, like how to burn, how to bury, how to do all of that stuff. And so for, for us anyway, you know, for first, first line of defense is fill up your sinks in your bathtub with water so that you can flush. If you live in a place where it's a hurricane or there's floods, eventually those are going to back up. Mm -hmm. So it's a bucket with trash bags. Number one goes in the bucket itself and you can just dump it out. Number two goes in the trash bag and you bury the trash bag. Number, you know, there's no number three. <laughs> so Tell us what number three we, is. No, I'm just kidding. There's a number three you've got. You've, yeah. yeah, let us know. Um, so like for for me, that that's kind of like our, our two different layers. Um, but I've always thought outhouses mm -hmm. were fascinating. Just the fact that people dig really, really deep holes and they last forever. One of the houses we looked at back in, well, it wasn't a house is like a very strong term for what this was that we were looking at. But one of the cool things about the infrastructure that they had was an outhouse. It was a legitimate outhouse with a gigantic hole underneath it that you threw lime in afterwards and it eventually just returned to the soil. So if I were going to do something long term, similar to what you were talking about with a composting toilet, but I don't want to touch it. Like yeah. once, it, once it's gone for me, I don't want it anymore. I kind of like the idea of like the, a, a traditional outhouse literally, yeah. but the bucket with the toilet seat over it, that's what we have. And when growing up my once, so we used to drive down to the keys and once we got in my car, my dad would not stop. And so we kept a bucket with one of these toilet seats on it for us as kids. And that, that, that was road trip potty for us for mm -hmm. a long time and it was cleaner than going into like a gas station yes. bathroom you know mm -hmm. yeah and Brenna I'm kind of the same way as you like I I have a spectrum like obviously I have like my week worth and then I have like long term like here's a backup for that backup and then this mm -hmm. one has a backup yep. and then there's a, a third backup for all <laughs> of the other backups because you you never know 
And I think, okay, we're doing this thing now. (laughs) (laughs) I would just like to know that I have an option in case something doesn't Mm -hmm. work out. Yeah. Then you need to start digging an outhouse. I know. People have done it. You can look up videos of how to do it. You know, you can look up, there's books on it. Yeah. Um, Just got to start digging. (laughs) There's so much to cover and like talk about when we consider hygiene and like even more that we haven't even talked about. But I feel like when we think about it from like a practical perspective, we really have like covered Mm -hmm. a lot. For sure. Yeah. I agree. Yep. Your outside body, you have your, your waist, you know what I mean? You have your environment. I think those are the three big things, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Before, before we close out, is it another thing that you want to think about when we were talking about like, you know, storing water, you know, so that you can flush your toilet mm-hmm. for the short term, providing that there's no flooding is how do you heat your water? So true. Sanitizing your water is really important. And if your water is sanitized, you then can, san- you know what I mean? So boiling right. water. I mean, you can take a hot shower. Boiling water does a, a ton of stuff. Or a bath. Body, if you've got like a plastic but... tote, you can fit in. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, like, I mean, that's a whole other topic that we could like unpack. But yeah. you think about fire, Bunsen burner, you know, electric stovetop heater. There's a lot of ways you'd have to think through that. And like, we don't have to unpack all of that right now. But it's just like, in order to have hot water to clean and sanitize the things that you need to have clean and sanitary requires hot water and yeah boiling Mm -hmm. is the easiest way to do it but then you have to think firewood or um yeah however how how are you going to boil your water and we have another episode coming up with heating and cooling and so i think that'll be a good episode to kind of unpack that yeah no absolutely well we can save that for then we don't have to get into that now well should we wrap it up yeah this has been fun it has been fun. If you guys don't hear Molly, it's because she had to hop off for her kiddo, but she, she waved goodbye before she left. So anyways, we've had a great time talking about hygiene, personal hygiene, house hygiene. Like I said, there's so much more. There was so much more to cover than I really thought there was until we started unpacking what this podcast episode was going to look like. And it's been really fun and interesting and like frankly, very beneficial to even talk about and think through my own family, our own hygienic needs, what is practical for us, what makes sense for us, and what's just realistic. I like to think about things in very realistic terms. Dream big. Gotta go big. Have backups for your backups. (laughs) Yes. But to your point, start one place and work out from there what's most likely to happen and then work out from there, you know? Um, Absolutely. I think we covered... I was going to say, my thing is what's most likely to happen is my first thought. But then I'm like, how can I do that without the grit? That's right. That's where I start. And then I work back forward. Back, I don't know. I work. (laughs) Work out. Work out from there. Absolutely. Cool. 
Well, guys, thanks for joining us for this other podcast, for this podcast episode on our little mini series about self-sufficiency. You guys are loving these episodes and we're loving recording them. Thank you for being so involved and listening to them and giving us your feedback. We love it so, so much. We have uh, quite a few more episodes on this mini series about self-sufficiency. And one of the ones we're going to be doing soon and maybe even next is on first aid. And I'm really excited to talk about some of the first aid stuff. And it kind of goes hand in hand with high Gene, um, but we're looking forward to doing that one next, so or soon at least. You know what just popped into my head about that whole entire thing because I was kind of thinking about like how this episode was kind of gross and how that one's probably going to be a little bit gross too. Is like <laughs> What's that? childbirth. Yeah. Oh lord. <laughs> right. Come back in, tune in on Wednesday. We have a fun and exciting special guest speaker joining us on Wednesday. One of our very dear friends, Jordan. We're talking all about fiber arts, crocheting, and chickens. We love Jordan. She's nice. amazing. Yes. And she can cool. sing. Woo. We get her yeah, stuff together. Say, truly. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I hope you have a great day. Thanks, all. Bye. Bye.